Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. You guys, I am so excited it's fall because not only does that mean new fashion, but it means new TV time, and Hulu has all of the shows I love to watch, like Vanderpump Rules, The Voice, Grey's Anatomy, This Is Us. I mean, so many of my bingeable favorites, and Hulu has them all. But as much as I want to watch like dramas all day, you know, I also want comedies that make me laugh so hard I literally cry. Like, The Good Place, It's Always Sunny, Family Guy. I mean, Hulu has all of those shows, too, and I know you guys love watching them as much as I do. And do you know what else Hulu has? Well, it's a really great low price. Plans start at $5.99 a month. So if you love TV and don't want to miss a moment of the new stuff, go to Hulu.com and start your free trial. And again, Hulu.com, start your free trial. Hulu has the TV you love. Only $5.99 a month. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Shenanigans. I am in town for a few weeks, which is weird because I've been gone so much. So I have a lot of things that I want to talk to you guys about. I have a new co-host here for today, my friend Jamie, who has been on all of my travels recently, which we're going to get into a little bit. And then I, yes. And then I have an amazing guest who is a friend of hers, Sir David Meltzer. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. How are you? Amazing. Thanks for having me in here. Yeah. Thanks for being here. So, Jamie and I have been talking about having you on the show for a while, and I was like, okay, well, you have to co-host with me, obviously, because you know him. I am so honored for this to be my first one to be here with you, because I just, I was telling Sheena that I just think you have so much valuable information, and your podcast is amazing, and I listen to it all the time, but... 
I can only assume that your audience is different than hers in, on shenanigans. And I just love totally. the idea of blending these two d- different demographics, really, and providing that same value that you've provided to me to all of her listeners. So I'm very excited. Yeah. And I feel like I've been kind of in a slightly like discouraged place recently. So I felt that this would be a good perk up. Right on. Seeing as you're friends with Ed Milet. So I listened to y'all's podcast last night. Did you and- cry? Um, I didn't cry, I did. but um, I was very just like, it just was very motivating. And there were just so many things that you guys said. And when I had him here, it was um, probably like maybe like three months ago. It was one of my favorite shows I've ever done. And I've done probably, I don't know, 70 podcasts. by now so I was really excited to get you in here and um, it's funny when I was listening to it there was something that you told him on the podcast that he told me on mine and it was the like 20 minutes at the beginning of the day like not looking at your phone and just like taking that time for yourself and it's something I still haven't done I will admit because it's like my alarm goes off and it's just my brain is triggered to be like oh okay 17 texts 14 emailed this like so I, I do want you to to try and convince me that I need to do this because I feel like my brain is always just like, go, go, go. I've been out of town with this one so much. She thinks I was trying to kill her. I don't know how I'm still alive here. I mean, I'm living on caffeine <laughs> for the last week. You guys look great, though. It's amazing. Thanks. So you're wearing well. In well, the Sheena's a vampire. I've yeah. convinced myself of that. Yeah. Maybe it's rubbing off on me. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Botox and concealer are my secrets. Very nice. <laughs> they are our friends. But yeah, it was crazy because I'm listening to it and I was like, oh my God, Jamie. I was like, that's something that Ed told me. And I was like, oh my God. And then I looked at the date and it said, I think it was May 9th, 2018. And I was like, wait, Ed got that from you. We both have shared many good thoughts. Let me me teach you how easy it is. I think one of the things people do is they make stuff really complicated. And why I love new audiences and new spectrum of people, whether it's ages or religions or cultures, is that things are real simple. I put things into mathematical terms. So think about your day like this. You are only allowed one action in the day. The minute you open your eyes, you're allowed one action. Everything else to that one action is a reaction. So the philosophy that I had, and believe me, I am an active person. I believe in activity you get paid for, activity you don't get paid for. I'm a time freak. Mm -hmm. We can go into all that. But once I simplified my life and said, because I'm compulsive, I'm like, phone, email, which one first? The minute I wake up, and I'm super jazzed when I wake up. Instead, my first action then is just to be at the highest frequency I can find. So if mm-hmm. walking my dog put me to the highest frequency, that would be my first action. For me, I use meditation, which is you know more a calm state of peace. But whatever it is, if you change your philosophy to simply I get one action a day, mm-hmm. it's really easy to lower the bar and start doing that one action. The cool thing about making your action in the highest frequency is that everything you have to react to, you now have a baseline for how you act. Mm-hmm. And so what happens to people is when they react in the ego-based consciousness, they start accelerating in the wrong directions. They start using negative energy. They start creating momentum that they don't want. And they have to use concealer and Botox in order to look <laughs> young and, and rested instead of just playing motivation, inspiration. Right. Happiness is my offense to that, right? And I want to live my life at the highest frequency that I can mm-hmm. so that more can come through me to help other people. And that flow just continually perpetuates this unbelievable feeling. Yeah. Love that. Why do you think you haven't done it since? 
Ed recommended it? Um, well, the thing is, I haven't done that, but I did start with meditating. Oh, amazing. So I, I got, yeah, so I got the Calm app. So, like, every night before I go to sleep, they have this, like, there was, like, this seven days of sleep thing. And just, like, I have, like, I listen to the different stories and stuff like that to try and just shut my brain down. So, instead of doing it at the beginning of my day, I do it at the end of my day because That's I realize I have a hard time falling asleep at night, no matter how much weed I smoke. Although, You're I did right. have some good for you. Calm by Wellness CBD. D drops last night. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to them. Knocked me out. I had a great oh, sleep. I might need to try. Yeah. That. So and it's just all CBD. So um, and that was one of the things that helped me last night. But normally I just feel like I have so much on my mind. I'm always go go go. I never really take any me time unless I do a spa day, which I haven't done in a couple months. But I just. When I lay down at the end of the night, I'm like, oh, I didn't do this today. I need to do this tomorrow. And then I didn't. Did I say this to this person? And so with at least getting that app, I feel like that's one way that I can kind of shut down my brain and get a good sleep. But then when I wake up, I have like if I especially if I wake up late, like if I I just got the new 11 Pro and I keep forgetting every morning I wake up to the Beatles. Here comes the sun. And I forgot to set my alarm to that song. So it's just the like general like. Oh, I haven't forgotten. Yeah. Because I've traveled with you <laughs> and she will sleep through her alarms. Okay, no, that, so that's I, the afternoon alarm. The you, why do you have so many alarms? Because that's my phone. napping alarm and I oh don't take goodness. naps often. But Beatles, Here Comes the Sun, I like wake up every day and I'm like, yes, the sun. It's like a happy song. It I love is. it. But I haven't done that on my new phone yet. So the last like few days, I wake up to my mom calling me, being like, don't you need to be at the gym right now? And I'm like, what? Oh my God. What's... And then I'm like, 72 emails. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And it's just like, that's happened to me this week. It's not every week like that. But I just need to figure out. I don't even know if it's the phone necessarily. Maybe I don't check my text for the first 20 minutes. Or I feel like I need to do something that is not just completely not being on my phone right when I wake up. Because if I do wake up late and then I need to, like, respond to something that's timely. You know, one of the things with all the different habits and I, you know, preach habits, teach habits. And I live by my own hypocrisy because as much as I have these lessons i forget them every day yeah like the greatest lesson i hope to get out there is just to be grateful for what you have and to be happy right but i forget that every day and i teach it every day and there's times i look at myself going that wasn't a very gracious thing to mm-hmm. do or a nice thing or a happy way to look at it or finding the light one of the things that has really helped me is my calendar and this might sound stupid but i believe in the context of time that if we understand man-made construct of time that mm-hmm. you have 24 hours in a day And when you start really studying your calendar and you look at, okay, sleep, for example, number one habit that everyone on earth shares that's spent every single day, almost religiously, 99.9% of all people on earth do it every day and almost for eight hours a day. And so it's really significant that none of us pay attention to sleep, Mm -hmm. hardly any of us, because I actually pay a sleep coach first. It'll be the last coach I ever fire, but I study sleep. So I pay attention to it. I give it intention. Mm-hmm. And it equals coincidence, two things colliding perfectly together at the right place at the perfect time. Subconscious and unconscious mind is focused and derived in your sleep. So the point being, there's a big chunk of time that will change your life. And everybody uses these mechanisms like CBD and marijuana and all the cool stuff that I've used in the yeah. past, melatonin. <laughs> For me, after studying sleep, I don't need anything. And I actually utilize my sleep for productivity and accessibility 
because I'm a student in my calendar. I have rules that are the 520 rule, right? Five-minute phone calls are my objective, 20-minute meetings, 20-minute interviews usually, like literally. But I make exceptions. I prioritize minutes mm -hmm. with people in my life. Do we only have 20 minutes with you? No, okay. we have more. <laughs> this is family. This isn't work. This is activity. I don't get paid for This is what I love to do. But I really think that if people pay attention to time, that we now have plenty of it. Mm -hmm. And the things that are really obsessing in your life, like the emails and the, the, the text messages and all yeah. those things that you feel, you actually feel them, right? Yeah. Can just be a, a, literally obliterated because you have so much time to do them. If you knew that you would have time to answer everything, mm -hmm. it wouldn't bother you when you wake, wake up. The problem is you yeah. feel like, if I don't get this done now, they're going to be there for two days and then people aren't going to think I'm responsive and that's what, so true. What and it creates anxiety. So, I, yeah, just having a number on my phone on any app um, gives me, me anxiety. So until I clear my phone, like I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, and I just, it doesn't bother me because I have time. And I maximize the efficiency, productivity, and accessibility of my time. Productivity is how value, much value you provide. Mm -hmm. And accessibility is how accessible are you to others and how are you accessing what you want, which is literally right yeah. into your phone. And so get into the habit, which is a muscle of, of studying time. If I was going to use you know, that beginning of the day, it would be to be a student of my calendar, look and see what am I doing in person, what am I doing on the phone, what am I doing on email, and what am I doing media-wise, print, TV, radio, social media. Mm -hmm. That's how I divide it. And then the most important things in my life like, for example, my relationships are very important. My health, number one. So I give my health one hour minimum a day. Okay. So that's so when what, I study what, is, what does that mean for you? Could be it, it determined upon two different routines. So you guys are like me. You travel a lot. So I have a home routine that says nothing's really different. I'm going to be sleeping in my bed. I'm going to be eating the same time. No bachelor parties. No weird <laughs> family in town. Like all the weird stuff that happens. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that's about 100 days for me a year that I have a normal routine. So then I have an adopt, adaptable routine that says, okay, I have a process, a habit of I need to adapt my day, my time to travel, family, friends, et cetera. So for me, one hour a day in the daily routine is simply wake up at four, meditate for 20 minutes, give myself 10 minutes to get dressed and go to the gym, 4.30 to 5.30 at the gym, which I have a standard chest and tries back and by legs and shoulders and cardio plan. I see cardio the calluses plan. on your hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And my nails, now Colleen's behind me going, I told you to cut your nails, you moron. Um, anyway, uh, but I do. Yeah. My claws. <laughs> Those are beautiful. Mine are just uh, Great manly. for back scratches. These are great for climbing trees. But uh, we're fine. <laughs> Moving forward, though, like literally, that's my routine for health. Then I spend 30 minutes a day with my wife. I adore my wife. She's the most important person to me. Hold up. I, only 30 minutes? Minimum. Everything's Kay. minimum. Yes. Kay. Thank you. But every day. Okay. Every day. And that could be in person, on the phone, or email. Yeah. FaceTime. Just personal one-on-one -on -one time. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed every day. Guaranteed. Love that. Minimum. Yes. 30. Same with my nine-year-old. Mm -hmm. uh, minimum. The three, three teenage daughters get a minimum of two minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked for five. Yeah. I asked for five. I have one, two. Yeah. Um, and my mom, here's the most remarkable story how your life changes when you start focusing consistently. Two minutes of meditation a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. So one minute a day, my mom used to make me do crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Come fix this. And I have to drive to San Diego and I need that. I'm like, 
this she she could get this help. Like I got other siblings. I started realizing she wanted my attention. And what for? She wanted me, and I asked her to know that I love her and appreciate her. So every day of my life, I give my mom a minimum of one minute a day to purposely intent pay attention to my mom with the intent of making sure she knows secure every day that I love and appreciate her. Because those two women in my life, not the teenage girls right. yet, <laughs> but those other two, my wife and my mom, yeah, like I, I live the most blessed life in the world. And without those two, I don't know where I would be. Yeah. And what's a minute a day? And it makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. My relationship with my, I've been married 22 years. And in fact, your friends, Teddy and Eddie, right? Yeah. And we were out to dinner with them, and they've been married like 10. And, uh-huh. and you know, they're normal 10-year marriage. They bicker a little. They're stressed. Yeah. And Julie, my wife, tells Teddy, I probably argue. Teddy with, Mellencamp, no, for okay, those yeah. of you who aren't following. <laughs> Sorry, yes. my Teddy bad. and Eddie, that's their, you know, yeah. their little pet name. But, but they were, they were, um. <laughs> Literally, Julie's like, wow, I probably have argued with Dave twice in the last 10 years. And so they look at us going, we want to know what you do. I'm like, well, first of all, ask him about our first 10 years. Yeah. It was twice a day. Okay. But now that uh-huh. I have utilized this methodology of communication, of being connected to someone yeah. exponentially, and I think that happens with all of my habits. I go towards prioritizing my health, then my family, then my work. And so then I do the same thing with work, with the yeah. 120 rule, the 520 rule, all these mathematical things that make me pay attention to man-made constructive time so that I can be more productive and accessible. How much more value can I provide and how accessible am I to others to help them as well? Okay. And you know what? Uh, speaking of value, Jamie, I noticed your sunglasses are really cute. Where are those from? Are they Privé Revos? They are, and I found them through you. Oh, so, okay, Dave, I don't know if you know this, but the sunglasses, I have so many pairs at home. It's literally like you walk into my room, I look like I have a freaking lens crafters. But these glasses were founded by like Jamie Foxx, Ashley Benson, Haley Seinfeld. I'm sure you've seen them in movies or listened to the music or whatnot, but they're amazing. So there's like, they have literally hundreds of styles at just $29.95 they're starting at. So like, what a good value is that, right? They're so cute, and I always lose sunglasses, so I've yeah. given up on the designer sunglasses. These are better quality, better looking. Yeah. I love them. And like when people like Mila Kunis and Billie Eilish are wearing them, you're like, yeah, I got to have that. If they have it, I have it. Cause totally. People do that. But um, the great thing is that they always have free shipping on all orders. They're like high-end designer details. That, uh, they're all also, this is the best part, they're polarized, which usually you'd have to pay more for this, but not a Preve Reveaux because it's like seeing the world in HD, basically. And they're um, also scratch-resistant. So, you know, for clumsy people yes, like me, exactly. So when you throw them in your purse and you don't have a case, they're scratch resistant and, um, they do come with a free case though. So if you remember the case it comes with it, but yeah, so, um, you guys can enjoy 15% off your first purchase using promo code Sheena 15. That's S C H E A N A 15 at preveraveau.com. That's P R I V E R E V A U X.com. So you weren't always this zen, though. And so oh, I would God, love... No. I, and I know you're probably... I was more cocaine and alcohol yeah. zen. Oh, okay. So, hey, the Let's, 80s were You guys would have loved me. I'm not that old. The 90s. No, you're, you're a little I'm younger old. than my mom. That would have been high school, the 80s. Yeah. Well, that's... Okay, that's when my mom was crazy. My mom, my my mom would get really mad if I was on that many drugs. That might happen when I was richer and older. Oh, I, I would yeah. love for you to share that story. I know you're probably sick of no. telling it, but let's backtrack. Yeah. And because, you know, I, I feel like the fall and then the rebuild is 
probably the most interesting part about a lot of people. I can relate to that myself. So I would love for you to maybe bring it back and share, share yeah, that. Yeah, I think money plays a key role in my, my rise. Because I grew up with six kids and a single mom, mm-hmm. this extraordinary woman who raised us working two jobs. All I wanted to do is, uh, from five years old on, when my dad left, was to be rich. Mm-hmm. To buy my mom a house, a car, and retire. Yeah. And I was going to make, at five, in 1973, I was going to make a million dollars and buy my mom a house, <laughs> a car, and retire. Yeah. Um, and through that, I focused every day of my life to be first a professional football player, then it was a doctor, then it was a lawyer. Graduating law school, I went into the internet instead of the law. Right. Against made, your mom's wishes. Against my mom's, that <laughs> famous lesson, yeah. right? Just because someone loves you doesn't mean they give you good yeah. advice. But moreover, you know, I, I really thought money bought happiness. Because the only time I wasn't happy was when my mom was crying about money. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything to do with me. I didn't need money. But then I got it, and I thought it bought happiness. And I went down a really bad road of self-entitling, you know, my existence. And I mm-hmm. bought things, more things, different things, surrounded myself with really bad ideas and bad people and ended up continually making money to the point where I lost uh, over a hundred million dollars. That is insane. That's insane to even have that much to lose. Right. When I saw From that, nothing, I was like, right? wait, what? Yeah. I, and it's still not real to me except for the fact that I learned so much. Like I'm so grateful because of really three incidents. I think it's important to understand that everything evolves. The weird thing about me, unlike most people who lost everything, is I was on my transformational journey two years before I lost everything. So it wasn't like I lost everything and then I found something. I found something before I lost everything. It was just when you had that much money, all the bad causes, all the dumb decisions, kind of created over time time. and it was almost like I was prepared for it by the time I started losing everything yeah Um, but I had warnings at 30 years old my dad told me I was just like him gave me a jacket with no pockets for my birthday even though he told me he didn't believe in birthdays when I was 10 and forgot my birthday so I hated my father so I didn't listen to him but he gave me a jacket to hang in my closet so I wouldn't be the richest man in the cemetery and it stuck there Mm -hmm. and I thought it was a joke like I was literally like That'll never happen to me. I care so much about people. I didn't realize that I gave so much money away, not because I was trying to help the people like I do today. Mm -hmm. It was literally so I could get my name on the buildings or the awards. Or I was a philanthropist of trading. I was trading my money for ego. (laughs) And and I'm honest about it. But you are an award winner. Thank you. Yes. Yes. It's amazing what money can buy. Um, (laughs) And I'm Sir Dave Meltzer, too. Yeah, exactly. And the CEO of Sports One Marketing. I mean, you have like 52 titles. And I was looking, I'm like, do I just introduce him as Sir Dave Meltzer? Or am I like CEO of Sports One Marketing, which is one of the world's leading sports and entertainment marketing agencies? You're like literally a real life Jerry Maguire, right? I I actually, before (laughs) Sports One, was CEO of, of the firm. Lee Steinberg's which is what the movie was based on yeah yeah and before that I I was in technology I was CEO of Samsung's Uh first phone division smartphone the first smartphone CE yeah crazy I'm like Forrest Gump of uh, entrepreneurship (laughs) I look I wrote that right here he's the Forrest (laughs) Gump of business (laughs) (laughs) I am run David run oh my god (laughs) even when I lose money I somehow fall into like roses yeah Um, (laughs) the second warning to get myself an ADD the second warning came from my best friend and this one made me cry 
I had my friend. I asked. I knew my wife in the fourth grade. No way. Sixth grade camp asked her to go. Wait, that feels like Ed and his wife. They've known each other since they were so young too. Yeah, isn't that weird? I love that. Yeah, and so I adored her, and I had my best friend in the world at sixth grade camp ask her to go steady with me. Stop. And she said no. Tell him to ask me himself. So I got I mad. Was a smart woman. She's awesome. Yes. I told you. I don't Absolutely. know how I lucked into her. I threw an egg at her and. <laughs> Hit her in the head. She had Rosanna Dana hair. Like, there was no product back then. Yeah. So, I excuse my language. She's going to hate me for saying this, but it was like pubic hair. And so, I made fun of her. I made fun of her. She had the Jufro. And, like, literally made fun of her and loved her. And her cousin was my good friend. And I tried to, you know, hey, can I ask her out? He's like, dude, she hates you. Anyway. Yeah, you threw an egg at her. And she her just ugly. wanted you to be a man I and to ask her yourself. And I called her ugly and threw rocks at her. Wow. It was awful. <laughs> Later on in life, once again, well, things worked out. It worked out really well, <laughs> and you know this this best friend of mine mm-hmm. who I hung out with. He literally told me, "I was like, how come you don't hang out with me?" He's like, "I don't like who you hang out with," and I told him, "Yeah, but I'm not doing what those other guys are doing," you know. And he's like, "Dave, you can lie to me, but don't lie to yourself." Mm-hmm. And that one was like two days later. My wife told me she wasn't happy. She was going to leave me. I had gone out with Little John to the Grammy Awards and got really messed up, lying wow. to her. And I, at first, the next day I woke up angry, ready to get divorced, blame, shame, and and, and so, I, I literally was so depressed. I something came over me and said, "Hold on a second, my dad, my best friend, and my wife—they're all right. Mm-hmm. I'm an asshole." And I went and listened to my wife. And that was two years before I lost everything. I went back literally outlined took stock in who I was and what I wanted to become and all of these philosophies and great things that have evolved over the last 11 years came from that one day I I spent one day depressed you know after I apologized and asked for forgiveness Uh, this I tried to do this without getting choked up but I literally it sounds stupid I was lying in bed going man how did I do this now this is before I lost everything Right, it wasn't about the money Mm -hmm. it was how have I screwed up is total shame of myself because mm-hmm. I I was Midas <laughs> yeah. right and it was like I, I can't believe I have three beautiful children I have this beautiful wife a house a car Ferrari like and you weren't I, happy and, no. and that's when you realize money does not buy happiness no and so, I, yeah, yeah it can solve some problems but it doesn't necessarily it's make really happy. important actually right. yeah money it's important when you're using it in the right ways to shop right. people right. right so this is great I mean it probably fits into what people understand I believe money is still the most important energy of this vibration it's yeah. the, it's an energy that you put into the flow it allows you to shop but you still have to shop for the right things yeah if you shop for the right things you can be super happy security family education you know i bought two community centers in africa i've never been happier in my life oh wow yeah. you know like mm-hmm. those are the things that i shop for now not motorhomes and boats and planes and things so like not that. like amazon prime got it yeah <laughs> but with my faith i go shopping yeah. too so my faith is voting it's the aggregate of what i think say do and believe uh-huh. and my unconscious competency, personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions. I put my faith in what I want. And I think one of the things I see, especially younger people with my three teenage daughters, is everyone's putting faith in the wrong stuff. They're voting for the wrong things. Mm-hmm. It, we got to change the way we vote. We got to be confident and say, thank you for the advice. Thank you for the situational knowledge or the example. But I'm going to vote for what I want. I don't want to be a copy. I, I want to be myself. Yeah. And it's okay because people will laugh chuckle and make fun of you before they applaud you.
That's oh so my true. god, that's so true. I'm on a reality show. That's all. Be, be, I don't even think I get applauded. Actually, <laughs> no, they do. And you put faith and vote yeah. for what you want, right? And that's what I think people need to do more of. And that's what I was able to do. I was always voting for what everybody else wanted for me. Mm-hmm. And the times I was most successful, it was when I decided not to be a real lawyer and to work in the internet. It mm-hmm. was when I decided to start and believe that a smartphone would someday work. You know, it was when I decided to go ahead and, and switch professions and get into to sports, even though I came from technology. Like, all the things. And then write my first book. I, even speaking. I remember going to the Super Bowl no more than three years ago, three Super Bowls ago, and one of my big sponsor clients made fun of me when I got to Radio Row going, hey, where are you speaking? The bathroom? You know, (laughs) it stuck in my mind because it hurt my feelings at 48 years old. And now, you know, I speak around the world and I think to myself, what if I would have put faith into that? Mm -hmm. Because I almost did. I almost said, what are you doing when I got back to the hotel room? Why why do you think you can motivate people or speak or inspire or change lives? And, you know, I just came back from the National Achiever Convention downtown and it was like, Oh my God, people really like, they're like, thank you so much for your videos. Yeah. Right. I changed lives with them and you know, it's hopefully resonating and it, hopefully it's positive. I don't sell anything. I, all I do is try to inspire people with good ideas. One yeah. of the things that you said when I, I, I did come to sports one marketing and listen to you speak and you were so gracious to let me come and sit and I'm not an intern. I don't work there, but I did reach out to you and I said, you know what? I'm at a point in my life. This was maybe a year ago um, where I was set in my career. I've been doing real estate for about 10 years, but something inside me was not happy. I knew something was missing. And I loved hearing your motto, make a lot of money, have a lot of fun, help a lot of people. And I'm like, you know what? Well, Sheena knows I've had a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> We've, That's I why mean, I'm here. Literally, David, <laughs> we did four festivals in four weekends. I'm, it's I, a lot of Molly, I'm right? I'm doing on the, the fun side, I, yeah. I think a little bit. But where I was at last year, I, I just knew something was missing. And it, it clicked when I heard you say that because I was like, you know what? I'm not helping enough people. And since you coming into my life, um, I just have to thank you because – I've really gone after my my real passions, which is animal rights, veganism, um, helping the disabled. And that has brought like a light into my life and a passion that I never had before. And no matter what business or career I would be doing, I, I like I like the entrepreneurial stuff, but there was always that aspect, the charity aspect missing. And you're really big on that, too. And I love that. And something that that I heard you say was when you were working with Lee, Lee Steinberg, his his thing was that. I will not work with anyone unless they have some sort of foundation or charity component. And that also kind of vets the person into your life because if they are against doing that, maybe that's not someone you really want to work with anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in a math sense, as we get down to the simplistic, it's when we are productive and we provide value to service to other people, it creates a void. And where the real transition occurs is, and you're going through this transformation yourself right now, that you see the shift in the paradigm of value that I'm going to start by looking at how I can help people. Mm -hmm. Now the real radical humility comes into asking to fill back up the void with what you want. For some reason, the human nature, the ego doesn't feel like it's humble to want to fill that void 
for example, my motto, make a lot of money, help a lot of people, have a lot of fun. It's make a lot of money so I can help a lot of people. That so, is so me. Yeah. Sorry. You not can't give what you, you don't have, please. No, absolutely. I mean, literally the only reason I've ever wanted to, I mean, obviously I want to be successful just in life, but I've always just wanted to reach a certain level of whether it's fame or financial, whatever it is in my career, just to have that for my family. I, I take care of my whole family. My dad's a very hard worker, but my mom works for me. And that was like my goal was just to be able to, once the show started taking off, I'm on a reality show. We don't need to get into that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know it. if your daughters watch it. Oh, Hopefully yeah. they don't. And my wife, oh, God. No. my <laughs> wife almost had to come with me. She's Aww. such a big fan of your See? Well, we'll have to have you both back. <laughs> cool. But um, I just, once I started making money, I was like, you know, I, I don't, yeah, I bought a new car and like, you know, you go shopping a little bit and things like that. But I've always been very smart with my money. I have my Sephira 401k, all of that. I have money invested. And so I'm like, sometimes my mom's like, Sheena, you work really hard. You can buy yourself something. You can go. I'm going to Australia you know, soon. She's like, you can do these things. You work really hard. I'm like, but more so than taking care of myself, I want to take care of other people. I want to do my charitable donations. I want to make sure my mom never has to worry about her mortgage and like all of those things. So it's like when I saw that um, that was your motto, I was like, oh my God, that's like so something that I live by already. And just to add to what you were saying i don't know if you realize what and i, I don't know why i'm like emotional today but like you really <laughs> are an amazing friend and you do a Aww. lot of things for a lot of people so don't ever like think that you're not amazing oh my God, you I do you, you you help me with a lot of things and i'm really grateful for you thank you for so, saying that yeah. i i you know what let's go off on a little yeah. tangent right here because <laughs> I, I i should thank you too because, and i was actually just thinking of this on on my car ride up here um, you know, living in L.A., before I met her, before she opened her heart to me and her family, it's it's a very lonely place, you know. And even if you have people in your life, you said yourself you were surrounded by the wrong people. But through being friends with you and all of your amazing friends, like, it just brought me almost like a family into yeah. my life, being here without family originally, you know. And um, Thank you for being – and I know you get a lot of slack on this on the show, too, that, you know, you just – you bring new people in and no new friends is, is a lot of people's yeah. mottos. But, like, you're just – no matter how much you've been hurt, you bring new people in and whoever's meant to stay stays, whoever's not meant to stay can go. But thank you for bringing me in years ago yeah. and and just opening up your heart and everything. And I have to say, like, on even a more personal note, I've, I feel like I've connected with you more in, like, the past year – since I've been practicing, hundred percent. I was thinking that recently. Too. Dave's principles. Yeah, you know, I've been more vulnerable. I've been opening up. I've been letting you into certain aspects of my life that I used to think I didn't want to burden people yeah. with. But I'm like, you know what? I'll, I I started just opening up, and I just it makes me feel even closer. Yeah, to and you. even recently we were in Vegas, and we kind of like had a bit of a disagreement because she felt like I was acting one way. I felt like she was acting one way. We weren't communicating. And then we communicated what the issues were and it made things better. It just, it took like, because I'm like, if there's an issue, I want my friends to tell me right now. If I say something and I sound like an asshole, I'll be like, yo, that was rude. Don't let it build up. And then three weeks later, be like, well, remember when you said this and then you did this and then you did that. But with Jamie, like we have gotten, I mean, we've been friends for what, five, six years now. Mm -hmm. But in the past year, we have gotten a lot closer. And so when she brought this stuff to my attention, which actually relates to something I was listening to you say on Ed's podcast about um, conflict resolution and gratitude and all that, it was like when she told me these things, like at first I get reactive. And I'm like, no, you did that. And I'm like, 
hold on, let me let me put myself in Jamie's shoes. Let me think about how she's feeling. And I was like, okay, you know, like, it was one of those things where I'm like, thank you for telling me this because you're going to make me a better friend because of it. And I will be more aware of not doing this, doing this more. And that was something that when I was listening to you say that last night, I'm like, wow, that's absolutely something that I can apply in my life every day. Just swallowing that bit of pride and not being the person who is so reactive. And I think if I just can, and I'm still working on things, I'm not perfect. No, I have to say, it's not like it went in one ear and out the other. Ever since we had that talk, she has been so on it. Like with the the one issue that that I did have, it no longer even exists. She's very aware of it. And, yeah, but and I, I didn't I, know. And so until she, like, she, like, has, I mean, I don't want to say a freak out, but it was just like we were at a music festival, and then my friends were grabbing her, and I was going back to the hotel, and we were all meeting up, but we went to the festival together. She's like, why would you leave me? I'm like, because they were getting you. Like, it's not a big deal. We're all meeting up after. But then when I was like, okay, she feels like, you know, we came together. We should have left together. And then, like, oh, you care more about this person than this. And it was just, at first, I was very reactive, and I was annoyed. And I'm like, well, we're going out. We're going to bar. Get over it. But then I sent, like, we sent each other really long messages. And as much as I think talking in person is better than texting, sometimes when you have a lot of feelings that you want to get out, you need to put it down in writing to make sure you're saying everything. And then if there's something that you disagree with, then you talk about it in person, which we did. We had our long messages, then we talked in person, then we had a great night at the festival and listened to Dashboard Confessional, and it was awesome. But we needed to have that talk and you know just that conflict resolution because I didn't realize I was acting a certain way because no one else ever pointed it out but it was just something that was kind of personally directed at Jamie that I didn't realize it's amazing because I lived in this world of the need to be right Mm -hmm. and the need to be offended yeah and I promise you one thing if you have a need to be offended the universe will not let you down Mm -hmm. you will become offended I promise you, and we do that as friends and families all the time. We prepare ourselves to be offended with our family during the holidays. Like, we were already building up to it. And, you know, I really believe happiness is my offense. Love is my offense. Like, praying for people's happiness is an offense. And forgiveness is the defense. And the one thing that really helps people is the word perception. Mm -hmm. When someone feels some way, that's the way they perceive it. The way you perceive something is the truth. So the only thing you really can do is understand and forgive yourself yeah. for allowing that perception to exist. Mm-hmm. Right? And you can't change what you did. You never can stumble on the roadblocks behind you. But it's so important. Like My whole life changed because I was one of those guys. I looked for things to be offended. I remember one time my little brother invited my other brother. I had bought him a truck, and he invited my other brother to the Padre game and not me. And I literally for months didn't talk to my brother. Oh, wow. And my mom's like, what's the matter? I'm like... I can't believe how ungrateful he is. I spent that money to buy him a truck, and he didn't even take me to the baseball game. He said, did you ask him to the baseball game? I said, no. She goes, well, I was there. Your yeah. brother was with him, and he got the two tickets, and he looked up and said, would you like to go to the game with him? But my perception had built up right. this ungrateful, right? Meanwhile, my brother thinks the world of me and was completely damaged and hurt that his older brother mm-hmm. wasn't talking to him. And then I switched to perception, and I ask people how they feel. Why? Do yeah. You, you know when someone's mad at you. Totally. And I take the minute. Like, if we could just, you know, pray on that happiness and say, hey, I, I, I really want to know what's bugging you because I did something to give you a perception. And my intent yeah. is to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. What, what do I'm you do human. if you ask that person that question and they're unable to communicate effectively Which happens back a lot. with you? You still... 
let them know that you're there to understand and pray for their happiness, right? So you just let them know that, look, my perception is something's wrong. And if I'm, if there is, feel free anytime to ask that. But I want you to know how I feel. And I feel I love you, right? I appreciate you. And I really did not mean to hurt your feelings if that's the case. Usually that healing yeah. energy mm-hmm. will either open them up uh, and allow them to, when they calm down and, and starts thinking about it, come back to you and say, hey, this is the way I was feeling. And that's not easy for a lot of people to oh, do. Gosh. Like, I mean, admitting you're wrong, admitting you've Forgive hurt someone. Yourself. Like, <laughs> I have an issue with another friend right now that's just, we. I've tried to meet up with her for three and a half weeks now to talk in person, and we just keep doing these texts bickering back and forth, Here, and I'm like... Let me fix it. Watch this. Yeah. I do this for my business all the time. Grab your phone. This grab your phone, text her. Oh shit! Just tell her no. Do, try me, try me. Text okay. her and say, "Hey, I was just thinking about you and wanted to let you know how much I love and appreciate you." Okay, I'm doing do it. it. Do it. I'm doing it. Yeah. And, and literally, write this to, to her, and I, and I just want to tell you, I'm thinking of you. You know. Yeah. To, have a wonder. Have a wonderful day. Can't wait to catch up. It's amazing. You're gonna the have text to tweak those back. words a little bit based on yeah, tweak the, it, tweak it, <laughs> but make it very positive. Later tonight, <laughs> you'll be yeah. amazed. I, I literally will do an exercise at my office. Yeah, but Jamie mm-hmm. came to one of them, and I'll say, "Everyone, get your phone out. Pick the one person you're having the most difficulty with in your life, and te- text them how much you love and appreciate them. That's it, and watch what happens. Watch what happens, and it's amazing Sent. how the energy changes. Yeah, it opens it it up. And Can you read still, what you wrote? Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Thanks. Okay, I just said, hey. F you, you. <laughs> I tweaked it a tiny I bit. I will not be there tonight, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just tweaked a Point little bit. Point made. <laughs> I just, oh, wow, she's already typing. Oh, I course. just said, hey, I was just thinking about you, and I want you to know I love and appreciate you, and I'm truly sorry if I've hurt you recently, and I really, really mean that. She feels that I've said some things recently that are hurtful. She's like, well, you talk down to me. And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to get my point across via text because you haven't hung out with me. You have, she has a new boyfriend. She has a couple new jobs. Like she's just like totally crushing it in life right now. But it's like our friendship has kind of been on the back burner for both of us. I'm seeing someone new and (laughs) I'm I'm not going to use the D word, which is dating. But we're just, we're kind of on different paths right now. And I keep trying to have our paths cross and it's just been like miscommunication after miscommunication. So I'm like, can we please meet up? When are you free? I am free those same times. But then it's like, we argue about something else and I'm just like, oh my God, I can't win. But it's like, I keep trying to just be like, you know what? Just stop. Think about how she's feeling. And it's like, I was rereading our text um, this morning, and I was like, okay, yeah, that was, that was a little harsh. I definitely used my capital letters to make, you know, get over that, and da da da. And I'm like, okay, you could have been a little, like, that was just, but I was so frustrated, and I was being reactive, and then it just ended with, cool, have fun tomorrow night. And then it was like, that's it. And I'm like, okay, we're not going to leave it like this. Good. So look for the light. Like, yeah. I, classic example as a married guy, I be late coming home and I think oh god I'm in so much trouble my wife's so unappreciative I work so hard all day and I'm gonna get yelled at when I get home and that's what I got yeah when I started driving home going I am so blessed that my wife appreciates the fact that I'm out here doing this mm-hmm. when I get home I'm gonna have this unbelievable you know wife and appreciates and loves me and that's what I would get. Yeah. It's amazing. When you, I look for the light in so many people. It doesn't mean that I'm foolish, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a person who, if I keep looking for the light and you're not a person that I want to be around, 
Yeah. If you bleed me, I kill you in my relationship. It's cut. If you feed me, I will feed you. Mm-hmm. But it's and I have learned that because before I would just let people bleed me and my insecurity would allow them to stay in. I'll cut it, but I look for the light in everyone, even yeah. the people that have harmed me and raised their weapons against me. I kill them with, with kindness. Yeah. I kill them with my love and appreciation. In my mind, I try to understand where they're coming from and mm-hmm. I pick one thing that I really admire about them. Yeah. They're a good dad or even though they've tried to hurt me or harm me for right. whatever insecurity they have. Uh, my seven-year-old, he's now nine, he said it best. The bully threw a ball at his head when he got him out of tag ball. And I said, what'd you do? And he said, nothing. And I said, you oh. didn't tell the, the yard duty? Because that's dangerous. Yeah. He said, no, he's just insecure. Aw. A seven-year-old? Yeah, going oh on 70. God. But wow. that's pretty much what happens in every relationship. Yeah. Somebody throws a ball at our head, and usually we pick it back up and uh-huh. throw it at their crotch, right? Or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of... No, I did nothing. All I did was pray for their happiness because obviously they're not happy. Yeah. And when we can resolve that, so many things in our lives, when I look for the light in everything, I find light. And because there is light in everything, there's darkness. And also, remember, one particle of light overcomes a million particles of darkness. So look for the more powerful source. It feels so good. And then you'll be motivated, motivated, exhaust yourself, fall asleep, wake up at four in the morning, be more productive and accessible. Your whole life will change. You'll make more money, help more people, and have more fun. Wow, you wake up when I go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Call me. I'll I'll put you to sleep. Seriously. We can meditate together when you Perfect. go to bed. Like, yeah. When you do a theta, a theta session. Yeah, last week I looked at the clock and it was 5 a.m. And I just, I started with cleaning out days. one drawer. I was just like, okay, I need to put these clothes away and I need to clean out this drawer. That one drawer turned into, I, I have six closets in my apartment. So four of those were then gone into. And then I was like, oh, I should get rid of this dress. And then I'll do redo my shoes. And then I'm like, just back, back, back and forth. I had Bohemian Rhapsody on, then I had Rocketman on, then I realized. Both of those movies have ended, and I was like, "Wait, what time is it?" And it was like five sixteen in the morning. Oh, no. But I got so much done, and I felt so great the next day that I accomplished a lot. But it was just like I just sometimes don't sleep enough because I'm always like go, routines, go, go. routines, routines. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll be much more productive. Mm-hmm. Can you help us with meditation? I mean, sh- yeah. we should. Yeah, I mean, I have my app, but it. that's all I've done. So for anyone who's kind of open to the idea and then they want to experience the benefits of it but they don't maybe know like how to get started or what's the best way to start so apps are really good there's headspace and calm there's a few out there i say lower the bar with whatever you want to do exercise Mm -hmm. meditation pick two minutes uh to find peace yeah think about it in its simplest form there's no thinking about it whatever comes your head's fine or whatever but be more interested than interesting i personally got a coach right like my philosophy in life is why should I have to go through all the dummy tax myself? Mm-hmm. Why not find someone that sits in the situation that I want to be in? And so I had a coach. She knows theta meditation because it's based off of what I believe. You know, you can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you. So That's I want so to learn to vibrate faster. Yeah. yeah. And but I got a coach that just talked me through it. Somebody that knows what they're doing that I could call. You know, we we look at coaches. It's amazing, and we're, we were blessed to have some great football players over here. But I, I just am bewildered why people think a coach can just tell you something and not be on the sidelines. 
right? I'm a sideline coach. I'm one of the best business coaches in the world. And I'm not saying that in ego. I'm saying that because I have a quantitative, uh, literally litmus test that yeah. you will make more money from working with me than you ever pay me. Guaranteed or you don't pay when me. When do we start? I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Am I clocked in right now? <laughs> yeah, sure. But quantitatively, yeah. like if you do that, but nobody can do that. I'm on call to all my business coaching clients, 4 a.m. to 11 p.m. at night, seven days a week. Why? Because the most value I can bring is, hey, it's one o'clock and I can't go to sleep. I'm worried about, okay, let's mm-hmm. talk about, like you have to be there in order to explain the situation. And But if you're there to coach someone, hey, I'm meditating, I'm, things are coming to my head, is this what I'm supposed to be thinking about? You can't get that from yeah. an app. So I would mm-hmm. say lower the bar, find a mentor or a coach. You can use YouTube, you know, and start, but I th- getting started, lowering the bar is the best way to start anything you want to do in your life and do it every day seven days a week get the exponential results yeah so i have been using youtube and i've been just you know googling um not googling but searching for um different guided meditations because i find that when they're speaking and i have something to focus on rather than just maybe sounds <laughs> like um, the ones where it's like okay now your arms you're like yes okay like relaxing Come the body the and then... you didn't do the women's circle with us when i did that did you i, I wanted to go that day, okay but I, I, yeah. I felt like i after like acupuncture or after you smoke some really good mm-hmm. weed <laughs> just that like euphoric feeling yes. and it was from one of those guided meditations yeah. where it was just like okay now let your shoulders go and now your thumb and your and I'm like when is this but I'm it was like every single aspect of your body and I was like at first I'm like oh my god this is gonna take forever and I'm just like laying there like low-key annoyed but I was like you know what just embrace it just do what they're saying to do you're here for this reason and by the end of it like when I kind of came to I was like whoa I was Mm -hmm. in a trance yeah and that's the like for me that's been the goal because there's been times when I have hit that point mm-hmm. and I even said to you I saw you the next day I was like I feel like I'm on the best drug ever and I'm yeah. completely sober but like it just felt like all of my everything was heightened all of my senses and I was so joyful and and I knew it had to do because of the meditation but mm-hmm. it's just been difficult for me to get into that spot every time when I try to do it just and practice. I also don't do it every day yeah it's a muscle you need to do it every day seven days a week, lower the bar if you can't do it every day. And it just, the, re- the reason every day is so important is that your body has a cellular memory and it's really mm-hmm. stupid. It only can remember what from the time you open your eyes till the time you close, it's a conscious memory. Hmm. But if you repeat, it gets smart and over 21 days or more, it creates a neural pathway in your brain. Yeah. So there's 10,000 new inputs every day that hit your data here, your, your cellular memory. That goes to your subconscious, which has 40,000 of the same thoughts. The neural pathway wow. is when we access it, like studying Spanish, study Spanish every single day, gets into your subconscious, you access and speak Spanish every day, you become fluent because it then it actually affects your DNA. Your DNA is something that's really unique. It's a quantum mm-hmm. memory. It's the intermediate memory is the subconscious. The quantum memory could be four different generations of lifetimes. Or if you're that's a amazing. freak like me, I believe, yeah. I believe it's billions of lifetimes, yeah. like past yeah. lives. Oh, but, 100%. So the quantum memory is affected by how often we access what's in our subconscious. And this is where positive thinking and all these other things. So if you understand the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious continuum, you realize the key is controlling the input that we get here and understanding the frequency of what we're putting out over here. Because some things that we put out, no matter what we do over here on the conscious side, we are putting out a frequency that could be from our great-grandparents. 
right? Alcoholism, obsessive behaviors. Yeah. It's your personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions. And even worse, if you're like me, you believe it could be from lifetimes you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly trying to control my frequency. I want the strength of my signal to be extraordinary, the spectrum of my signal to reach all types of people, and the clarity of my message to attract exactly what I want. Yeah. And if I can do that through awareness that why is it I keep coming up with the same shortages, obstacles, voids into my life? Why is my relationships always come to this point? Personal, intimate, or business relationships. Why is it always this is the thermostat? Ed and I talked about, you know, that internal thermostat. Right. We can change it by lowering the bar and having two minutes a day of something that then goes to the subconscious and then creates a quantum memory for us. Yeah. Shifting our actual personality. And really, two minutes a day is not a lot. I mean, you're guaranteed to go to sleep every night. Like, that's one thing where if you just take those two minutes before you go to sleep, it's like you're going to go to sleep every day. So you do have time to do it. It's just, you know, managing that time. You get more time. Yeah. Well, you'll start realizing how much time you waste. Yeah. Right? I'm a a freak about that. I think these, like, I mean, and it sounds crazy because I feel like I'm just, I'm always on the go. If anyone who follows me on social media sees I'm in a different city every week. But I feel like these two weeks, that's why, like, I got invited to Vegas. And I, like, was like, oh, yeah, it's Vegas. Like, I I lived there last year. I have so many friends, family there. And I was, like, excited to go because I'm like, wow, I don't have anything on my calendar that weekend. And then last night I was like, you know what? No. I'm not going to Vegas. I'm going to go. I just bought a beautiful house in Palm Springs that I've not been spending that much time at the last month because we're just at music festivals every weekend. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to my house that weekend and just kind of decompress, take a couple of my best girlfriends, my mom, and just like relax because I don't let myself do that enough. And I feel like even though it's only two weeks that I'm here and I'm not leaving, like that's like a a chunk of time that I'm like, why am I not meditating every day? Why am I not at the gym every day? Which I have been, I mean, the two weeks are just starting, but I'm just like, I need to just keep that consistency because when I do it, I feel so much better. Yeah. And I think it's important for people. Like I separate things, activity I get paid for and activity I don't. Mm -hmm. And because I don't work. Right? I, I'm seven days a week, so each day I'm balancing these things. And now I used to need time off because I overdid mm-hmm. everything because I'm obsessive. And now it's so cool because I travel. I mean, you and I should know each other from just airports as yeah, much as right? I see our social media. <laughs> but I really think it's important people try to strive to where I don't feel like I'm taking time off or decompressing. Yeah. Because I live my life more at center now where it's like there's nothing to decompress from because every time I go off a trajectory – I go back to center first. Uh And so it creates a seven-day unbelievable feeling. And I'm productive and accessible. It will drive some people crazy because they'll look at you and say, you're always working. Because they watch the videos. I'm like, I I don't understand what work is. Because I'd pay $2 million to play second base for the Padres. And that guy says it's work. Yeah. Why is that work for him but not for me? That's the way I look at my life. And I think as in, in this stuff takes practice. So I'm 30 some years older than both of you. So you guys have a lot of practice no, to get ahead. I don't think me. you are. I'm no, old. we're in Cross- our mid 30s. <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, 20 years older. Than yeah. <laughs> I'm in my early 50s. You're not even. I'm old enough yeah. to babysit you, all right? That's all I got to know. You're not I, old enough when to When I was be 18, no, not yet. <laughs> Thank goodness. Whew, I yes. thought I was. I look it. No, I, no you guys it's are. It's the Botox and the concealer. See, I take back this whole living thing I'm talking about. But I think it's important that you. You can live a life that's just joyous and you can be productive and accessible without feeling like you're working or you need a break. Mm -hmm. And when you get into that balance, 
you know, in the next 16 years practicing when you're my yeah. age, you can kill it and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm at my uh, Palm Springs house once a week. Uh-huh. And that's what I was doing. Yeah. I made a time every week, even if it was just 24 hours or less. It's close enough to go whenever. I could go right now if I wanted to, but it's far enough to feel like vacation. And that's the only time I really just like decompress. I don't have like, I mean, I have smart TVs and whatever, but it's like, I don't have like, oh, my DVR, I need to watch these shows and I need to do this. And like, I don't bring my computer, like, unless I'm doing a podcast out there, then I will. But I just kind of, I shut my phone off and I just kind of like enjoy Palm Springs. But then it's like, then I get to my phone. It's like, why would you answer? I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm trying to relax. Bring Palm but, Springs back to, yeah. to Beverly Hills with you as well. Yeah. Find that light and bring it back right. here as well. Definitely. Well, we're going to go next weekend. And yes. Maybe we get some like massages in home. Just have a nice, relaxing, meditative weekend. Amazing. Awesome. Well, you yeah. know, the last, I know we got to wrap up in a minute, but um, <laughs> the last time we were in Palm Springs, I, I felt like a hippie and no one was really getting what I was saying, but... Um, I was just telling everyone that I had been recently practicing gratitude every morning when I woke up. And so my new routine is to go on my balcony, take my coffee, sit there by myself, and go through a list of everything I'm so grateful for. I mean, look where we live. We live in Southern California. How lucky are we to even live here yeah. and be in this beautiful weather and beautiful oh scenery? Um, and just everything, food, shelter, all, all of our basic needs are met. And just to be grateful for all of that, and I did that consistent, consistently for as many days as I, I did up until we went into Palm Springs. Yeah. And I was telling everybody this. And I was like, I've never felt better. This is, And I was trying to – I don't know if I explained it as eloquently as maybe you can, Dave. But, like, I just – I took that feeling of gratitude and, and brought it into my life every single day. And so much more things, so many more good things came to me and were happening and more opportunities were happening because of it. And it's because it's always happening. It's just that gratitude unleashes the happening. awareness. <laughs> it's all happening. It, it is. I, we're always connected, the most powerful yeah. force of energy and light. And we're creating corrosion. We're creating interference. And what happens through gratitude is when we start focusing in on the light of our mm -hmm. life. The light of our light is that which we're grateful for. So instead of thinking, I'm worried about this text, I'm worried about this email, right. I'm worried about money, I'm worried about my mortgage, and we start saying, oh my gosh, I am so grateful that I live in paradise and that yeah. I have three homes and that I have these so amazing true. friends that will do anything for me and I'll do anything for... When we start looking at, oh my gosh, and all of a sudden, you are actually opening the doors to everything of abundance, that there is everything for everyone and there's even more. We were talking earlier, I was with my coach, about doors that we don't see. And one of the things about having a coach mm -hmm. is that they show you doors that exist that you didn't even know were there. Yeah. They show you dreams that you don't have. And these dreams and perspective is everything. I'm going to New Jersey tomorrow for an event. And the guy Jersey. tells me, I go, what's the, I go, I'm speaking, you know, what's the weather like? He goes, oh, it's really nice tomorrow. I'm like, look, I go, look it up, Justin. He looks it up. It says 50 degrees and 99% chance of rain. Ooh. And he's like, that's nice. That's and nice like, <laughs> right? It's New Jersey. <laughs> yes. Perspective is everything. He's yeah. finding the light in his environment. I but love we that. find the light. And so gratitude to me is the biggest piece of advice. I know we have to go, but if you can just say thank you. Yeah. Not even make a well, list. Well, thank you for being here. I'm very grateful awesome. to you being here. I mean that. She's been talking about you for... I guess a year now. And I'm <laughs> like, we got to get him in here. So um, we've just been traveling so much. I've been doing many mobile podcasts. But That's being awesome. back here in the studio podcast one, I'm so thankful that you were able to take time out of your very day. busy day to be here with us. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed all this amazing advice. I know I did. And um, let's all just be grateful and have a good day. And be happy. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Dave.
As always, a big thank you for listening to the show. We'd like to ask a small but very important favor of you. It'll only take a few minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, Podcast One will make it worth your time. Literally. So, all we need you to do is complete a short survey because the information you give us can help us make things better for the show and you as a listener. So, you guys just go to podcastone.com slash survey and everything will be right there for you. And again, that's podcastone.com slash survey. The first 250 people who complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to amazon.com and two grand prize winners will be selected at random to get a $100 Amazon gift card. How about that? Free money? I mean, it's a win-win. Our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us to cater to your needs of you as a listener. So please go to podcastone.com slash survey, answer some questions, and potentially make some money along the way. Thank you for being a dedicated listener. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans. Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Do you want it?